This episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. But now we're hanging out with Dr. Mark Westfall. You can find him at markwestfallmd.com. And he's brought, brought along Rich Mixon. Rich had his leg amputated about five years ago. This uh, stemmed from a injury in Pop Warner football when he was 13, had a knee injury, 19 surgeries, four knee replacements, and eventually the pain was so much and the addiction to painkillers was so much that uh, he decided to have that leg amputated. So interesting. It's it's the opposite of Gus from Lonesome Dove. Have you seen Lonesome Dove? It's I have. The exact opposite of what <laughs> Gus did. Um, how about this? Have you seen Finders Keepers, the documentary? Have you heard about this? I have not. Okay, so Finders Keepers, it played at Sidewalk, and super, super interesting. This guy was in a plane crash and had to have his leg amputated, and he wanted to keep the leg. Basically, he said, like, this is, you know, a part of me I want to keep the leg and so he had it you know somehow kind of preserved preserved. Um, and what he did was he put it in a storage space in a in a grill and (laughs) he didn't pay the bill on the storage space and so what they do you know these auctions they have and somebody won the storage space and like podunk town like real backwoods country kind of stuff (laughs) and the guy couldn't have been more thrilled thought like he was going to be a celebrity because he had found this leg or whatever and then the guy wanted his leg back. So it's this dispute, <laughs> this dispute of like, who does the leg belong to? The guy that it used to belong to or the new guy who won the auction? <laughs> well, what did they do with your leg? Do you have any idea? Was there uh, a discussion? It was donated um, for, I guess they did research on it. Sure. Yeah. 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 It, was, yeah it was donated. That's good. Which I'm reading a very interesting book about that right now. You know, before the break, we were talking about the effect on relationships and marriage uh, and whatnot. Other people in your life, Rich, that um, that relate to you differently before or after, I mean, and or how do people relate to you now? Talk about uh, that aspect of, of having had an amputation. Well, I, I tell you, when when you're an amputee, you're going to get you're going to get the stares, of course, from from one type of people. But um, you know, for for me, I think how people respond to me or to to an individual with with a disability is is really can be can be helped by how I act and and how I want them to react to me. And I'm not shy about my amputation. You know, if somebody asks me about it, they're probably going to get an earful because, you know, the next guy with an amputation may not have that personality and, you know, and may need help. Right. And I want people to know that, you know, just because, you know, I have an amputation uh, above the knee, I- I'm still Rich Mixon. Right, you know, I'm still that guy, and it, my prosthetic guy Eric over at Biotech and Brian, they always tell me I have went from from you know the, a miserable, miserable person to the most outgoing type guy uh, that there is again. And the reality and, is, you you probably got back to yourself. I did. Yeah, right. you were you were miserable, miserable because of your situation. No. And, and I'm gonna be honest with you that took me that took me about a year and a half. I went through. You know, I was going through the divorce, and and it led to to alcohol abuse. It led to you know, of course, taking painkillers to get through the, the medication. So this was not an overnight process. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, when I lost my when I lost my wife, she was also the first person to you know, or the last person that held my hand before I had my amputation. Right. And you know, I felt like my world was was coming yeah, to an end. Yeah. 
And you know, I remember that had to change. You know, I wasn't, I was fortunate. I wasn't blown up in the military. I wasn't ran over by a car or hit on a motorcycle. You know, I had the choice to make my decision. So I finally had to make up my mind at some point which direction I wanted to go with my life. And, and then I remembered back prior to my amputation why I did it to begin with. Yeah. And, and that was to be me. I, I love that description. And that gets, I mean, just back to the point again. I mean, making those types of decisions, they're hard decisions. And it's not like, People with resilience say, hey, okay, this is how I get through it. They go through tough times. I mean, everybody goes through tough times, and it's not whether or not you have a tough time. It's what you do with your tough time. And it reminds you of the fact that, you know, uh, you know, it's cliche, but it's true, and it's worth noting that, you know, courage is not the absence of fear. fear. It's the ability to push through, and that's what you in, went in through. You were scared to death, yeah. but you were able to be courageous yeah. and, and be persistent. with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm also a very spiritual person. Um you know, and as all this was going on, uh, I believe spiritually, I this I was being led through this. And after the amputation, going in, losing my wife, you know, I, I was I was a churchgoer every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, Wednesday night, and the carpet was pulled out from underneath me. And I thought, wow, how can this happen? Right? Why um, me? And and as I say here on your radio station tonight, I think, well, here's a reason why too. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, there was a purpose for me, right? And and I, you know, and I use that, and, yeah. and 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 that's one of the reasons that, you know, I think people need to hear the story. F- um, finding purpose is such a, a a great description of how to get through adversity and boy. difficult times. I mean, I, I talk to a lot of patients who've been through a lot of adversity, and and finding finding purpose is really key. There was a just a quick aside. I throw this book out a lot. Um, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Yeah. Never heard of it? No. Uh, it's uh, from the 60s, 70s. He was okay. a, a um, uh, World War II concentration camp survivor. Yeah. Uh, great book on, uh, and also a psychiatrist. And he talks about watching people get to adversity and what he learned from his observations in a concentration camp. Boy, I'm going to start recommending that to my uh, you high school it. seniors. Pretty cool. yeah. Man's Search for Man's Search for Meaning. Done. So when we first started this conversation, uh, Dr. Mark mentioned seeing you at Lowe's and one, you know, noticing what an impressive prosthetic leg you had, and it is. But tell us what's so impressive about it. What's what's so fancy about this thing? Well, uh, right after my amputation, they they what happens is you go through a process of of shrinking and and, and that type thing. And you, you're talking about the leg that was taken off the, the stump, right? Yeah. The, the stump itself. I mean, you there's. You have to wear shrinkers and, and actually form the your nub to, to fit into a prosthetic and and these prosthetics aren't cheap they're they're very very expensive so my first prosthetic was just a hydraulic leg and and you learn to fall I was gonna say how many times did you fall on that thing yeah well the, prior to my prior to my amputation folks knew I was gonna have it and there was a gentleman who used to come into the, my workplace and he would tell me you know I'd always ask I mean it just again I mean he was an amputee already and the only advice he'd give me is learn to fall. Well, for me, that was a bad answer. That's not why I was having yeah. this done. <laughs> Nobody wants to fall, <laughs> you know. But you, I did learn to fall. But uh, after I went through that process, that you know, the VA basically wanted to know if I was going to be active enough for a leg. Well, then I went into what a, a computer leg, what they call a C leg, which these things all think now. And this leg I'm in now is called an X3. It's made by Autobach, and the U.S. military actually, you know, helped pay for the. To, to have it built right. to do the research and and um and i was denied this particular leg uh a, a couple of times um because it really goes on an activity level 
and I, I recently, about a year ago, decided I was going to run a marathon, and and I, I'm I'm in the process now. My marathon's the 22nd of November right here in Birmingham. So, but the, the the Bionic X3 that I'm wearing, made by Autobach, you know, I did a lot of discussions with Biotech over here and Dr. Hannah at the VA. It has a a thinking process, a computer inside it. It's 100% waterproof. It was actually designed to put men back on the battlefield for for the United States Army wow. or the military. Huh. So I'm very, very fortunate. It wasn't available to to the civilian world until just recently, until pretty much everything that the military had wanted um, done to it was 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 finished. So now it's actually available for for purchase. But it's they're so, again they're very very expensive. I think you were telling me it actually senses when you're when you're getting ready to stumble and corrects what? its position right. for you. Just, yeah. just like just like our normal brains tell our you know our legs to to catch ourselves when we fall or stumble this leg does the exact same thing wait a minute can you control this like with your thought like if you think like oh i want to move my foot that way does it move because i've seen like prosthetic hands that do that no it's not uh, it's not thought process controlled i actually i I carry a remote i can i can change modes on it it's it's done by bluetooth um so if i want to go cycling or or run golf i have a golf mode there's a tennis mode there's a you know, that, believe it or not, there's a, a table tennis mode what? that allows it. it well, nobody know, plays table tennis. Um, <laughs> that golf mode is important though, because you're going to want to kick the tire of the golf cart occasionally. You need to have that right. mode, or, yeah. or or kick your ball. That's right. That's down the fairway. That's a good point. Ball singular. Yeah, ball singular. So it, there's nothing I haven't been able to do with this leg. Um, it, it allows me to to go from to stop to run. I mean, if I need to cross the street, that kind of thing, I can go up steps with it. it it'll go foot over foot. It'll it'll come down steps. Foot over foot. Um, so and I don't know if you guys caught this. He's running a marathon yeah. in November. I did. Yeah. Which one's did November twenty second? Yeah, uh, it's the Magic. Not, yeah, the Magic City. Okay, marathon, How half marathon. That? Let me so clarify half that. Thirteen point one. Rich, I suspect you looked differently a few years ago. How much weight have you lost? Uh, in the past two, two and a half, three months, about thirty eight pounds. Goodness. Yeah, training for yeah. a half will do that. Yeah. Right, it'll do that to you. Um, and and one of the issues that you know, we, as far as the amputation, one of the things that that you go through is as as your leg continues to shrink, you slide down in your socket, which causes you know can cause irritation and and that kind of thing. So that's what I'm going through now, getting ready for the marathon. I, yeah. you, you know, you have to have new sockets made, but um, so it's a constant change process. It's like it you know, is. I mean, when you grow, you know. You have to change your uh, pant size when you gain a few pounds or lose a few pounds. I mean, he's got to constantly change adjust this to that adjustable thing. I'm curious to know at this point. Now, of course, this is a okay. This is a loaded kind of question, so let me try to clarify what I mean by it. at this point. Do you consider yourself disabled? And I don't mean that from more of like a mental or like I'm a disabled person. Do you consider with the advances in technology? Do you ever feel like I'm limited in my physical abilities? Not anymore. Yeah. Um, there was there was a point after the amputation um, that that yes I did in, right. in, in the beginning, but I no I would put myself alongside any anybody with two legs now. Yeah, it's really, really guess, amazing. Yeah. My guess would be that you feel more able than you did before the amputation, correct? Oh, absolutely, certainly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean that, what I do today is totally different than than what I did six years ago. Uh, I mean, for me, it, we made a video over at Biotech. You know, I couldn't run across a parking lot. Uh, you know, six years ago, and and today I, you know, I'm training for a marathon. So, so you never find yourself mentally thinking, "I wish I could do that," but no, there's nothing that that, that I can can cannot do. Right, uh, I may do it different than some people. Sure, but um, I can. I, I I found that I can do just about everything. Yeah. Uh, 
few more minutes hanging out with Rich Mixon, uh, who had his leg amputated by choice because of an injury that he had suffered as a kid, and also Dr. Mark Westfall. To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio in Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter at Lockamy Brothers. <laughs> 